All right, so we are going through the book of Revelation. And Revelation, yes. Which we looked at last week and the week before. So first lesson was about what? The churches. The churches. Okay, second lesson was about? Numbers. Ah, second lesson in the book of Revelation, the seals, yes. Last Friday, Tuliangalia seals. <laughs> so, Peter Kozaki. Hiya, let's mention the seven churches. Number one? Ephesus. The church of Ephesus. Number two? Philadelphia. The church of? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Number three? Sardis. Yeah. Sardis, the church of Sardis. Smyrna. 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 Church number four. The church, church number five? Laodicea. Laodicea. Church number six? Theatira. Theatira. Church number seven? Huh? Pagamam. Oh, yes. <laughs> Pagamam. So, so next week, it was in name in order. <laughs> but remember, Ephesus is the Kwanza, now this year, so you have now what to remember the other five, all right? Then we looked at the seals, Langalia six seals, okay? They're supposed to be seven, so today we are starting from the seventh seal. Kangalia, how many seals? Six. When Jesus opened that seal, seal number one, what appeared? Number one was it black? Yeah? White, horse. White horse. Number two? A horse. <laughs> 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 horse. <laughs> I can forgive you, Joan. Were you here last week? No. But the rest of you? A grey horse. No, a red horse. The second one you got red and fire. Okay, was it red on fire and fire? So because now we need to also know. What were these horse holding? For example, the first horse, the first seal when it was broken, what came out? Horse and the horseman. And what did this horseman hold? A bow. You get? Higher. Second, second horse? Red horse. So second horse red horse. Third horse? Seal number three in Tokia Nini? Black horse. Black horse. Seal number four in Tokia? Pale. Pale and it was followed by? Death and heads. Okay. Seal number five, what came out? What do you want The cry of the martyrs. Okay. Seal number five, the cry of the martyrs. Seal number six? Seal number six is oh. the pale. Seal number six ni earthquake. Let's say at the end of the world. Seal number six. Equal. Boss. Shadow of a horse. Shadow of a horse. Hey, let's rewind. Now, last week we looked at the seals of Revelation. Okay, to Shangalia churches. So last week to Angalia, seals. Yeah. Now there are seven seals. And this is when John the Revelator 
uh, I think tuliangalia last week tuliangalia Revelation 4, 5 and 6. Okay? And John the Revelator was taken to heaven and he saw these seals. And then when he saw this scroll with the seven seals, there was no one who was worthy to open but the lamb. So there are several things John Aliona. One, Aliona, lamb. Okay? Ilikuwa how many horns? Seven horns. And how many eyes? Seven eyes. Okay? Na ilikuwa sacrificed. Now, that reality is this is all symbolism. It's not like at Jesus akona seven <laughs> horns and seven eyes. No. The symbolism yakuoneshana the completion of God. Horns represent authority. Eyes represent the all-seeing God. So he is completely, he is completely, has complete authority and can see everything. Okay? So it said Jesus is evil, but it's, it was symbolism. Then John Akaona Nini, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Again, Jesus comes as a what? As a lion. Okay? And then he says, the lion of the tribe of Judah is here. He will break the seal. So then Jesus begins to break the seal one after the other. When he broke the first seal, what happened? Okay. One of the voices around the throne of God. Describe the throne of God. And there were 24 elders and four living creatures around this throne. And then there was a lamp stand that was standing before God. And underneath, a sea of glass. Okay? Then he was surrounded by what looked like a rainbow. rainbow. And these things were getting a memory, okay? I'm going to you to to last week. To actually. God had come around you. Then we got 24 thrones that, were, that had the 24 elders. Okay? So one of the four living creatures, one creature had the face of Lion, number two, face of a human being. Number three, the face of an ox. And number four, the face of an eagle. Okay? For your bad. Those four creatures, the four living creatures that are always in the presence of God. So when Jesus break the seal, one of the living creatures said what? Come! With a loud voice. And so the horseman, wakwanza, katokea. Okay? So the first four seals are releasing the horsemen. When I talk about the four horsemen of Revelation, these are uh, evil powers that will come and do damage. Now, when you're reading Revelation, understand that some of these parts are historical, this shall happen, and others are happening, and others will happen. Okay? That is how, if you, are, if you want to understand. Then, also, as you're reading, understand that there's a lot of symbolism in Revelation. Yes? Uh, was, did Jesus, was Jesus called a lamb after the cross? How before? Even before. He was still a lamb? Yes. The lamb to be sacrificed. The lamb of oh, God. Right. The lamb of God. And also, at the same time, the lion of the tribe of Judah. But these are symbolisms. He's not... He's Jesus. He only uses this as symbolism. As a lamb, he comes to be sacrificed. As a lion, he comes to rule and reign. So those are the symbols to understand that. 
It's very key, critical, because leo kenya tunasoma, what we look at today in the scripture, will help you to be able to understand revelation more and where you are. What is your part in this whole theme, your revelation. Okay? So, tukangalia the first four seals, zinatua the horsemen. Number one horse, tumesema ni? White horse, which was sent to do what? To bring, to bring, to conquer. Okay? Second horse, red horse. So that Jesus will break first seal, then second seal, come, a red horse. Number three horse, seal imekua broken, black horse imetokea. Number four, a pale horse. Now, pale horse looks like a skeleton horse. It's almost like nikikitu akina flesh, but it's a horse, representing death. Okay? And this horse, this fourth seal, when it was broken, in a, it was followed by death. Okay, so it brings death to the world. Hi. So those are the first four seals. Then there were two, three other seals, but then we also mentioned, we mentioned back a six. Number five seal, when it was broken, what happened? What did John see? Martyrs. Where were they? The martyrs were altar, and they were crying. Okay? They were crying for justice. And God said, wait a little longer. Mm-hmm. That is where I wear the white robes. Okay? wait kidogo until the multitude of your fellow brothers, until the number is full of those who are to be murdered and killed for the sake of the gospel. Meaning there are still people who are supposed to be killed. But then the funny thing is this, though the martyrs on earth die, in heaven they cry for justice. Okay? And justice will come. Now to revelation, why God will bring tribulation to the earth. Okay? Then there was a sixth seal that Jesus broke. Now this sixth seal talks about the end of age, end of the world. Kutakuwa na earthquake, kutakuwa na nini, kutakuwa nizu vitu zote the end of time. So then, now Jesus also, hapo saa tunenda break. Unanata baibu inenda break. Inenza kuwangia about the 144,000 people who will stand before the throne of God. Okay? In chapter 8. Now, these 144,000 people, they are said need 12,000 from each tribe of Israel. Okay? In Revelation chapter 7. 12,000 12, people from each tribe of Israel. But then, the question that I always, people always ask is, does this mean the Jews themselves? And I don't think it means the Jews. It means God's Israel. Okay? Which means all of us together who are born again now are recognized as part of what? The lineage of Israel. So 144,000. Hi. Again to allow symbolisms. 12,000, ama number 12 represents what? Tulifanya numbers juzi. What does number 12 represent? Tulifanya numbers juzi. Need to revise. Hii Bible study, Bible class. Yeah? 12 represents Uh, uh, to save time, it represents governance okay? or establishment, governance. That's why Jesus picked 12 disciples 
That's why God is picking 12,000 people from every tribe, okay? 12,000 for governing, okay? This number 12, to Tayona again, in, when we are talking about the new heaven and the new earth, at the end of Revelation, to Tayona again, about, when we are talking about the new Jerusalem, right? In number 12. So, here is Shikilia, 12,000. So, hapo, unakuta John, amenda, amenda, amenda break. Nikaba, yo, sir, yo, the seals, amenda break. 144,000. But again, understand, John did not record the events as they will unfold. He recorded the events as they were revealed to him. Okay? He, did, he didn't follow a particular way. And say, this event has come to him the way they are supposed to, like, to happen. But I'll record So, Kunazilo does not overlap. Almost like a repetition. It's like when you are looking at different angles through a camera. Okay? So, they look at, they, they come in, into this room, they, they take a camera from that angle. Wanachukamna camera from that angle, okay? This camera from this angle will see some things that that camera won't see, okay? So, if vision, ama kenye journal kwa sometimes there is repetition of it, and we'll see. Very kidogo, so that we see how it will be, and whether we are already in the end times. Mrs. Kiyodok we are living in the end times. But then, unanza kushibi wa end times. Kwa zimeka. What do you Jesus is coming soon. What do you like to say? When I was born. <laughs> when you were born. Jesus. They were saying Jesus will come back. Your time. So, it's important to elevate higher. Now, so John sees these people who will be holy before God. They will not have mixed themselves with any impure thing. And they will stand before the throne of God. The 144,000. Then he also says that he saw a multitude of people, great multitudes, uh, in white robes. That's Revelation 7, 9. Now, there's a pastor I had saying that heaven is full because these 144,000 people, in my head, I'm like, no, there's a great multitude in white robes. All right? Now, this great, now, verse 9 says, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing be before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Now, the question I have is, will you be, will I be among these people. Again, it's a very important question. I'm at the other side to Hey, my friend, Mimi, I will be among this. I really want this one. Lazima. The multitude. Yeah? Lazima. Lazima. Now, let's look at the seventh seal that brings in or ushers tribulations. Yes, Mr. Joan, ask. Why are we calling them? Seals. Seals. Because that's what the Bible calls them. Seal is the vision that John saw in chapter 4 was a vision of seals. It was a scroll. And his scroll was seven seals. 
So seal is those things like tambo. You remember those things when kings wrote something, and then they would pour what looked like in a, eh, wax. Okay, a wax. So scroll. they wrote the scroll, then when they wax, and then they would put their seal on it, so that no one opens, and whenever anyone looks at that seal, they know it is from the king. Then, so when, when by the time Baru in Afrika, the seal was, is already dry, in the wax, so it had to be broken. Okay? That's a vision that John saw. The reason he saw that is because there is nothing else he could understand. If it is today's world, maybe at Ungeona seal, okay? What would you have seen? Email. Email, maybe an email. And a password. And a password. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then maybe even us who is worthy to put the yeah. password for this email. Send it to Kaizo. So even uh, seven password. <laughs> seven password. You put the first and then the, the horse is released. You put the second evil. Maybe so, the horse that maybe, maybe the jet, I'm a jet fighters, Zinakua released, you get? Moje meandikwa, destroy I'm a conqueror, another jet fighter meandikwa death, you know, like. So this symbolism, these things were related to John to the best of his understanding at that time. Okay? Because when you go to, I think, chapter 11, uh, I think chapter 11 is where there are two witnesses who die. And the Bible says that all men, all human beings on earth will gaze upon their bodies. At that time, it was impossible, okay, unless everyone traveled to Jerusalem to see their bodies. But now it's possible because of internet, okay? The entire world can watch one thing seated in their houses and we gaze upon one thing. So, that, so now we don't say that makes sense, okay? <laughs> but... It's interesting. So that's why we are calling them, or the Bible is referring to them as seals. Death seals. Okay? Higher. Now, we go on. Uh, where are we? Now, several things to understand when you are reading Revelation. Don't read Revelation. Ah, this thing, any Jesus is coming back with seven horns. Or seven eyes, you know, just so okay in that way, then you are lost. You become a Mackenzie's ass. <laughs> you know, like you start telling people, I'm the seven spirits of God. Okay? And then you say there is God the Father, God the Son, and the seven spirits. Like it's almost as if you're saying, but now the Holy Spirit, I mean, you divide into seven. That's not true. Seven represents fullness, completion. So when you say the seven spirits of God, we are talking about the full power, the full spirit, him, himself, fully, completely, is there. Okay? And that's the same thing Jesus aliambia Peter. When Peter came to Nini, how many times should I forgive my brother? You see what I'm talking about? Jesus aliambia 70 times 7. 70 times 7. Okay? Meaning, completely. Because seven is a number of completion. You should forgive your brother completely. Very, very symbolic. But when you hear preachers preach, every time, every time, every time, 70 times, seven times. 
Zikifika 77 times, what are we saying now? Now I stop forgiving <laughs> No, it's a symbol of completion, completely. Forgive your brother completely. Hi. Now, point one to understand when you are reading or interpreting uh, Revelation. Number one, scripture interprets scripture. And that's why to define a reference last week. We looked at the book of Daniel. Tukangalia the throne, tukangalia Ezekiel, tukangalia the throne. Same things, John and Naona. Tunapata interpretation wapi. And the funny thing is this, revelation is not new. Nothing in revelation is new. Almost everything to Mesoma from the, uh, from the Old Testament has also appeared in revelation. And everything we read in revelation has appeared elsewhere. Revelation roughly gonna like 400 verses, 400 and maybe four verses. But 278 of those verses refer back to the Old Testament. There's only references, okay? Of things Daniel Aliona, Isaiah Aliona, Ezekiel Aliona. So the question I ask is, do we have a Daniel today? Do we have an Isaiah today? Do we have an Ezekiel today? Do we have a John the Revelator today? Yeah? Can God trust you? It's such information. <laughs> we have a lot of Thomases. We have a lot of Thomases. <laughs> some Peters. Can we be trusted with such information? Such that even when we hear this, we will still remain humble. And we will not go around announcing ourselves as the greatest. Because when you look at those four people, yeah, I am the greatest. When you look at those four people, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Daniel, Najon. They were very humble people. Though they had very high positions. People like Daniel was like third in command for a whole empire. But his humility was the main thing. Isaiah was serving in the palace of the king. Again, Daniel was a royal royalty. He was a royal blood. And he was serving in the, in the, in the palace. Again, Ezekiel was a prophet. And him, Alukona Toloa, he had experiences with God that sometimes when I read them, I'm like, Ay, God at Aukonokona jokes. He would travel, Ezekiel. He would be taken from where he was and travel <coughs> in the spirit. Like, then Anachukuliwa and he's taken to another different place. He could see, see at the uh, transcendence? No, he's, tra he's taken literally, Napeleko to another place. Anaona Kenya anarudishwa Ezekiel brilliant but not fun <laughs> oh my friend you Maisha my friend Ezekiel is the one who was told to sleep on one side for a whole month huh? yeah. on one side Ezekiel by God another one was it Isaiah he was told to prophesy naked in the streets naked <laughs> John the Revelator and Yuafike Kuona, these visions, he had been boiled alive. Boiled and he didn't die. The, the don't die everywhere. Like, and that's our natural visions. <laughs> it's, 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 there is always a price. So, scripture interprets scripture. Then, in a letter, different forms of truth, but the same thing. So different ideas, different ways of explaining, but the same truth. And then Revelation uses a lot of pictures, 
and symbolisms. Already to share establish here. Okay? Christ is referred to this, the devil is referred to as a dragon, the, uh, the antichrist is referred to as a beast. Okay? So, Kenyanafanya, in a peana, the main character behind this person. This person may, be, may look nice, but he's a beast. Okay? Because a lot of people are about the Antichrist. And when he comes, what will happen? Okay? Then, now, this is a funny thing. The last days, when we talk about the last days, we are not talking about 2023, between 2023 and 2030, or between 2020 and 2120. The last days were launched when Jesus died and rose again. When Jesus ascended to heaven, the last days, Yosilianza. Okay? You remember that? Niniqua, Matthew, Luke, the Gospels, when Jesus ascended to the heavens, and the angels came and told the, the disciples, the same way he has gone is the same way he shall return. At that point, the last days were launched. Alright? So, let's look at... Um, Matthew 24. Let's look at Matthew 24 before now we come to the seals. I hope you will see Did you guys read? Kwa group. So let's read uh, Matthew 24. Alright. So the Bible says Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to the buildings. So do you see all these things? He asked. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Now, this was very significant because Jesus is going around the temple of Solomon and he's telling the disciples. This temple will collapse. But in truth, he was talking about himself. Okay? It's an interpretation. But then, as Jesus was sitting on the verse 3, on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming at, and, the, and, uh, and what? Of your coming and of the end of the age. Meaning, there is a time to end. Right? Now, this is what Jesus says. And this is the most interesting part. Number one, watch out that no one deceives you. That's what Jesus says. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars, and what? Rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. So first, we talk about wars and rumors of wars. Then, verse 7, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. So the question I have for you is this. Did the disciples experience these things in their time? Okay? Before they died. Right? Because Jesus is telling them, this is what you will experience. But then Jesus is talking to them and at the same time, he's talking to you and me. Verse 9. 
then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me. Were the disciples handed over to be persecuted? Yes. yes. Were they hated? Yes. yes. But then were they hated by all nations? Not really. Because they weren't with all nations. Are, are we Christians hated by all nations? At this point, some, some nations hate us, some love us, okay? So, what, what does that tell you? We are already in the last days, but the end is not yet. Babu Jafika. A time will come, and this is what I believe, a time will come where Christianity will be so hated that laws will be passed in many nations, even those nations we consider to be Christians. Laws will be passed to persecute Christians, and laws will be passed to reward those who persecute Christians. Okay? That's why sometimes I cry for our children or their children or their children's children because they will live, they will probably, I may be wrong, but they will probably live through this. Okay? Then he says, so verse 10, at that time, many will do what? Will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. At what time? At the time when the nations are fighting against us. When the nations are passing laws against Christianity. Many will turn against us. Such that I come and I say, Mimi, uh, I'm not a Christian, but I know Willie is a Christian. So I hand Willie over to be killed so that I get a reward from government. And I'm a Christian, but I have turned against you. I get it. easy. And you see, there are people already, there are Christians already who are going through this. Already, there are Christians who are going through this. You see, Kenya is one of the nations where we can come together and open a Bible study fellowship, Kamahi, and no one ask us, will ask us questions. Yeah. Get? Yeah, Kenya is the only place when I come to Bible yako, Bible yako publicly, no one, no one is asking you. We can come to this place and say, oh, we want to hire this all. Then for what purpose? For Bible study? Okay, Other nations, there are some nations you can't even do this. You can't do what we are doing now. The government will come very hard on you. There are things you have to follow. You cannot preach the way you are preaching. Now they are trying to control even summons. Places come like Rwanda and Uganda. They have intelligence people in services, in church services, to listen to what the pastor is preaching. So if the pastor preaches against the government, he's gone. He will never step into that church again. Yes. There are places where they demand for you to send your sermon before Sunday. What you will preach on Sunday, you write it and send it. And then when you are preaching, don't move away from what you sent. Hey, you are too in Yetuko. Sisi Kenya, we are very blessed. We can come, even now to Kitaka Kweka sound all the way. We can sing and shout. Even on the streets, we meet people preaching. No one is stoning them. No one is fighting them. In fact, people are listening to them. Yeah, yeah, you know, like very nicely. And whether they want to get saved or mockery, whatever, but they are listening to you. <laughs> there are countries, if you stand like this with your Bible, you are stoned. Or you are arrested for becoming a public nuisance. You are causing... Uh, 
people not to ex you see come up britain they have, they have these very beautiful parks where people come relax if you go to those parks you start preaching you'll be arrested for disturbing the peace then you'll be handed over so go chapter 10 matthew 24 and many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other and then many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Now, most preachers focus on verse 14, right? Where they say, and this gospel will be preached to the ends of the world, high, the end of the sour. Then, verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. I don't believe that in today's world the wickedness has increased. I think at the time of Jesus there was more wickedness. Okay? Than now. <laughs> Reason people were worshipping idols openly in the days of Jesus. In fact, they had erected a huge statue in Ephesus, yeah, Diana. Okay? The goddess of fertility. And people will go to that temple and they would have sex even publicly, in the public square, around that uh, uh, statue of Diana. Okay? It was a bad time. So when Jesus says wickedness will increase, I read this, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You see, we think that the legalization of homosexuality is wickedness. <laughs> My friend, there was homosexuality publicly. Even Nero himself, Emperor Nero, one of the Caesars, was gay. And he got a young boy, castrated this young boy to become his wife. Nero. Even Caesar, sometimes people accuse him. The, the Caesars, they accuse them of being openly homosexuals. Okay? So when Jesus is saying, and, and the reason I'm saying this is that you understand the historical context of what, how Jesus, or under the environment, which environment was Jesus speaking uh, in. He was speaking under that environment, okay? Where the, pres the emperor of your kingdom, or empire, has declared himself publicly. I have no problem. In fact, this boy is my wife. <laughs> you get my point? But he's saying there will be increase of, if that was not wickedness, we have not seen anything yet. So you say, America, oh, you are legalizing. My friend, we are here to see wickedness before the end comes. And the love of many will grow cold at that time. Already, the stage has been set. homosexual bills, nanini. It's a stage that is being set, okay? The pedophiles will come, they will fight for their rights, the incest will increase, all these things will start to come and people will start, people will even start saying that if I'm a murderer, it's a condition, I also need to be recognized, serial killers. Again, increase, the evil will increase by prayer. <laughs> Hi. Then Jesus says, verse 15, so when you see, standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation. I'll explain that. 
spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Now he speaks, Daniel talks about this in Daniel chapter 9. Okay? Chapter 8 and 9, you can read it. Uh, because chapter 8 is describing the kingdoms that will come. But we don't have time to go there, but let's see come a time that will allow. Spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. So when this happens, the abomination of desolation. Let's finish your part. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress or great tribulation, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. Now, the abomination of desolation. When the Antichrist comes, one of the things that he will do, he will go to the temple in Jerusalem, and he will sacrifice. He will make a sacrifice. Then he will change the orders of how Jewish sacrificial system is, the hours that they sacrifice. Okay? Now, already there was a king, according to Antiochus Epiphanes, Antiochus IV. He was prophesied about, when Daniel talks about that abomination of desolation, he talked about that. And that king came and he persecuted the Jews, and he changed their systems of timings, and he actually went to the temple and sacrificed pigs. Okay? He is a prototype of the Antichrist. When the Antichrist comes, that's what he will do. Right now, where the Temple of Solomon was, there is a mosque that is called the Dome. Okay? I think the Dome of the Rock or the rock of the dome, something. But there's a huge key mosque there. All right? When the Antichrist comes, the temple in Jerusalem will be rebuilt the same way that it looked like Daniel Solomon. And then he will declare himself God, and he will walk into the temple, and he will perform a sacrifice that will cause an abomination. This abomination will precipitate the desolation that will come after that. That's why Jesus says, when you see that sign, don't even run. If you're on the rooftop, don't go down to your house to get anything. If you are on the field, don't go back to get your cloak. Okay? By the time you go back, it will be too late for you. That's, that's what Jesus... So what Jesus is saying, he's trying to describe it in a way that is so relatable to the people, especially of that time, because this is what they used to do. Some of them were on rooftops. Farmers. Okay, so he's describing them to them, describing this situation to them to show the urgency of the urgency and the magnitude of what tribulation will look like. Okay? So it doesn't mean literally, don't go back for your cloak. He's just talking about the urgency of it and how sudden it will come. Now, people say that Antichrist will be uh, a Jew and he will be the one who will bring peace in the Middle East. Okay? Because of that, he will be so brilliant. He will be a brilliant political guy. 
and the nations of the earth, the kings, the presidents of the earth, will start following him. Such that they will allow him to pass and to influence even culture because of his brilliance. Okay? That's how the 666 or the number will be accepted by all nations because of his influence. Okay? Kapamoja, you know, like. <laughs> so now, then the, Jesus says, we look at the Antichrist, then Jesus says, 22, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Okay? For the sake of those who are already in the, in, uh, with God or saved. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform what? Perform what? Great signs and wonders to deceive. Meaning, not every preacher today who performs a miracle is from God. Not every preacher who calls rain and rain falls is from God. He may be deceiving you. If possible, even the elect will be deceived. My friend, verse 25, see, I have told you ahead of time. Higher. So, let's jump to verse 29. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be what? Darkened. And the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. And the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the, sun, the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming out of the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these signs, you know that it is near right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation okay, will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Very interesting. Jesus says this generation. So already the fact that disciples are persecuted, people have been <coughs> killed, these kings have come and done this evil things, already is the start of the last days. The last days have lasted for how long? 2,000 years. <laughs> then Jesus says, verse 36, but about that day or hour, no one knows. So it's 2,000 years, but we don't know. He may even come right now. As we are doing this, we still have to poop, gone. We are gone, okay? Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. This is one of the things that has been kept secret, even from Jesus himself. Only God the Father knows when the fullness of time comes. Then he will say, it's time. 
So even the angels are waiting. Even Jesus is waiting. Even that, they don't know the day. No one knows the day or the hour. Okay? So now, you know, so then it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and getting married, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what will happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would have not let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Nothing will change. You see, the reason why most people make a mistake is because we expect the sun to go dark, we expect the moon to go dark, and then we can say, oh, Jesus is almost, so Father, forgive me, in the name of Jesus, please forgive me, oh, yeah, and then we get heaven. No, there will be no earthquakes, okay? Because, as I said, the seals, when they were broken, these things are already happening. We are already seeing death, we have already seen a kingdom rising against kingdom, Nation rising against nation, okay? And even right now, Russia is rising against Ukraine. These things are already happening, all right? So by the time Jesus is coming, some people will be on the altar getting married. Imagine. None of vows, and now I love you. Gone. <laughs> the end has come. What are the Party party, you know, Nairobi party, Nini. Maybe what I call Nairobi festival with the governor, when I dance, and then, boom, gone. It will be a very kawaii time. Okay? Now let's look at Revelation. Let's go back to Revelation, to look at chapter 8. So now let's look at the seventh seal. Okay. Yeah? Revelation, chapter 8. Yes, Revelation, chapter 8. Now, this, we, we talked about, um, now I, I sent this, so I believe, I don't know Kamamulisoma, but <laughs> we may not go through the whole of it, all right? But basically, <coughs> uh, let me share screen now to online. So, kuna several things that happen. Verse 8, let's read uh, chapter 8. Let's start from verse 1. When he, op when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. 
Imagine half an hour in heaven. Heaven where everyone is singing, dancing, you know, praising God, worshiping. Suddenly, I'm going to now the seventh seal. It's to me the sixth seal, where he has talked about the end of the world. Boom, now the seventh. And he says, And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Seventh seal is now there are seven angels who stand before God. And each one of them, Amepawanini? Trumpet. Okay? Now, let's look at the trumpets. <laughs> okay? Now, verse 3 says, Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer. Remember, incense, ni ile ilikuwa pale. I know Catholics mnailewa incense. Ndiyo? Ile nikama inachomagwa. Natuwa moshipa. Ehe, yo, that's incense. So, he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. So, this incense had the prayers of God's people. When I say, when the revelation says prayers of God's people, it's talking about people from generations, even your own prayers. Okay? This is a good thing to know. At least, Mom, is it here. You know, people ask, God, how will you answer our prayer? And Jesus and Jesus I think it's in your to describe your incense. You create your incense. Okay? You are a kachuma. No, 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 no. You are a altar. You are create your, 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 yes, your moshi, yes, yes. The roof na moshi, I think. The smell, incense, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So he was, much, he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. Verse 4. The smoke of the incense, okay, together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and did what? And hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. These are the prayers, the cries of the saints. You see, when they mock you as a believer, and you say a prayer to God, okay? God, take away my enemies. God, defend me. God, protect me. Again, at this point on earth, when you are here, God may not defend you. God may not respond, true or false. But your tears have reached him. And one day, he will judge the earth because of those prayers. These prayers will be hurled back to the earth and there will be thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. This is so interesting. Again. <laughs> there will be people. Where will people have gone? No, no, no. When these seals are broken, from the first seal to the last seal, there are people on earth. What would Even the Some, yes. Now, that's another topic, but we'll, we are getting there. We are getting there because when we talk about tribulation, there are people who say that 
the church will be raptured before tribulation. Others say the church will be raptured in the midst of tribulation. And others say the church will be raptured after tribulation. Okay? Now, I am of the opinion of the after tribulation, especially this part, because when Jesus is talking about tribulation, he's mentioning the elect. Okay? That in those days, even the elect will be, uh, uh, even the most elect will be deceived if possible. But but tribulation, there are saints who will come out of the tribulation. Okay? And the Bible says they will have washed their blood, uh, their clothes with the blood of the Lamb. All right? Yes. The rapture will happen before. Now it is seven years of tribulation. Yeah. And then, so what can we say? Come on, this shall happen. Our our the elect of the workers are going to die. So we go 50-50 about Jesus. So when you are not a buyer, okay, it's clear to die. Your blood, your it's going to come at the Savior. It is impossible. When we say that the blood. Your blood will save you. We are going against the entire scriptural teaching. You cannot get to heaven by your works. Yeah, you cannot. Yeah, that's why, for me, my opinion is there will be believers who will go through the tribulation. But Okay? Because many, you see, before tribulation comes, wickedness will have ruled for a while. So there will be no, there will be believers, but there will be very few. Okay? Because the love of many will have grown cold. See, that's what Jesus is saying. In those days, the love of many will have grown cold. So there will be believers, but they will have suffered so much that if they thrive in their faith in tribulation, they will have a special place in heaven. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's not Christianity that promotes suffering. It is the way God made it. We talked about uh, the churches. Okay? You remember the message of the churches? Which church suffered most? Which ones? Which one? Yes, I know, but which church? Yeah? Was it Smyrna or Sardis? Smyrna church. They were persecuted. They were killed. They were destroyed. But Jesus called them rich. In fact, they were even poor. There's another church that was very poor, but Jesus called them rich. Then there was another church that was very rich on earth. Which church was that? <laughs> Laodicea. Laodicea church was very, very rich. Very rich. In fact, it was so rich that they said we have no need of anything. But how did Jesus, what did Jesus tell them? You are poor, you are wretched, you are naked. Okay? Because that's how he sees them. So when you talk about suffering, we are not talking about suffering for you. 
right? See at ile poverty, but now you are suffering when watoto wako because you are, you have no uh, you are you are not smart enough to make some money. No. We are talking specifically suffering for Jesus. Specific. You know you can suffer because you don't have a job. Are you together? And then you can lose your job because of Christ. Those are two types of suffering. Okay? You can lose your job because you're not qualified. Have you suffered really for Jesus? No. no. Go get qualified, you'll get a job. But then you can be qualified, but they still fire you because of Jesus. Now that kind of suffering will be rewarded. You know the difference? So we're not talking about suffering for the sake of it. At just because I'm a Christian, I live in poverty. No. Why are you living in poverty? Because even poverty can be, can be used as a source of pride. There are people who take pride in their poverty. And God says he resists the proud. Imagine God resisting you because of pride. Because you're comfortable. Yeah, you're, you're taking pride. See, that's what I'm saying. You see, how can you be proud? Again, let's go back to Jesus. You want to be poor, to be around, go around showing people that you are poor for Jesus. Again, so nasema, hata mimi sijakula, because kenyani nikuwa nayo, I have given it to other people. So you, you are showing us that you are hungry for Jesus because umebeana chakula. Now that will not be rewarded. Because it's, because it's this pride. You're taking pride in your poverty. Yeah? That's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're sleeping hungry for Jesus, sleep hungry for Jesus and remain quiet. So you have decided that's the life you want to live. Then do it willingly. Okay? Yeah? No, 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 no. I think you, you guys go listen to the podcast that we talked about what rewards. Yeah. Listen to that podcast. Because we did a whole teaching on that, a whole discussion on that. So I won't repeat myself. Just go listen to it. Hi, there, there, there are trumpets here. And this is what is happening. Trumpet number one is blown. And then what happens? Hail, fire, blood, and it kills a third of plants across the world. Trumpet number one. Okay? Now remember this is resulting from the seven, the seventh seal. Higher. Number two, trumpet is blown. Then there's a fiery mountain that is thrown into the sea. And it turns the sea into what? Blood. Into blood. The third trumpet is blown. And there's a there's a star that falls into the rivers. This star is called what? Wormwood. It poisons a third of the rivers. Okay? Then the fourth trumpet is blown, and a third of the sun, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars go dark. Then the fifth trumpet is blown, and demons are released to torment what? Unbelievers. Okay? Then the sixth trumpet is blown, and there are. Yeah, 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 So, the sixth trumpet is blown, and there are attackers that are released, 
numbering twice 10,000 times 10,000. When you calculate 10,000 times 10,000, that's we get what? Uh -huh. So 10,000 times 10,000, 100 million, but it's twice. So you get 200 million. Okay? So an army will rise that will do what? Destroy, that will create, you know, now atakuwa number 200 million. Who will they be, who will be their commander? Okay? Then trumpet number seven is blown, and Christ now comes and judges and reigns. Okay? Now, chapter 8, verse 8, chapter 8, verse 6, the angels, the first angel, verse 7, chapter 8, verse 7, the first angel does what? Blows his trumpet. Verse 8, second angel blows his trumpet. Verse 10, third angel blows his trumpet. Verse 12, fourth angel blows his trumpet. Okay? Now, in chapter 8, right? Now, understand these events. Again, remember, this is a lot of symbolism. Then before the last three, this is only the first four, mm -hmm. before the last three are blown, this is what the, the, the ego says, verse 13, chapter 8, verse 13. He says, as I watched, I heard an ego that was flying in mid-air call out in a loud voice, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet blast about to be sounded by the other three angels. Okay? So already the first four... <laughs> So hail, blood, and a third of plants. The other one may destroy the sea. The other third one may destroy the rivers. The fourth may destroy a third of the sun, the moon, and the stars. Already. So that's a dark. A third. Alright? Then the ego flies and says, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nikama ile anasema, Manze na waurumia me, na waurumia mbaya sana. Okay? Because, leo ni kunoma. Haya. Go to chapter 9. Chapter 9. Okay? Now, verse 1 says, The fifth angel sounded his trumpet. And I saw a star that had fallen from the sky. The star was given the key. So star happened is symbolism. Again, this is a, 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 an angel. Okay? This is an angel that had fallen from heaven. Are you together? So star meaning, this is, our newly fallen angels were fall before. Okay? So he says, I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. This star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. Meaning, alipewa kifunguwa the deepest holes. Like, nikama places. Abyss, nikama... That word sounds worse than hell. Okay? Hi. Look at verse 2. When he opened the abyss, spoke... Uh, sorry, spoke, not spoke. Smoke rose from it. Like the smoke from... A gigantic, is it gigantic or gigantic? Gigantic, or gigantic, gigantic. Where, 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 where? What do a group of scores? Gigantic, gigantic. furnace, the sun and sky 
were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to have the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Meaning what? Believers bad wako happy? We get. So the tribulation in Apata Nani? Yes, yes. The seventh seal in a fungulia tribulations as Okay? See Antichrist. By the time Antichrist and I come, all these things. Now understand again. When we talk about this, it's not sequential. See what happened after no. This is probably Antichrist Shashakam, okay? But then John will record what he saw. Because the seven trumpets, Zinambatana na the other nini of the seven bowls, okay? Kuna angels on a power the seven bowls. Zinapelekana na nini seven trumpets. Most interpreter says it is the same thing from different angles, okay? Because as locusts, see, Egypt, remember the plague of the locusts? But this plague specifically in attack nani? People who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Meaning forehead doesn't literally mean forehead. It means you don't have Christ. Okay? So this locust begin to attack them. Meaning kunawatu. Now I'm not talking about locusts per se, but there will be plagues and things. But believers are protected. Very interesting. Just like Egypt, when when God was judging Egypt and the area of Goshen, where the Israelites were going to issue. Okay? Now, remember the seventh seal, the troubles. Then he says, verse 5, they were not allowed to kill them, but only to do what? To torture them for five months. Five months could mean literally five months. Or five years. Or, five years. <laughs> or a period. Yeah, yes, it's a period of five. <laughs> and the agony they suffered was like that of the sting of a scorpion when it, it strikes. I've never been stung by a scorpion, but I don't want to even think about it. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Okay? Higher. Now look, the locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On their heads they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. Yeah, it's a symbolism. 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 It's not a locust locust. It's symbolism. I know. Now look at 11, verse 11. They had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is what? Abaddon, and in Greek is Apollyon, that is destroyer. Okay? While I'm looking at camp, we looked at these things. I don't know whether we looked at Abaddon, but we look at the seven demonic powers that control the world. Abaddon, destroyer. We looked at Mammon. Remember Mammon? Yes. The god of money. We looked at Asmodeus. Remember Asmodeus? The god of lust. The demon of lust. We looked at all those things. 
Wale walikuwa kama. Now, so the first war imepita. The first war. Six angels sounded his trumpet and the voice came out from the four horns on the golden altar that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet. Now this is interesting. Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. Kuna mtu alikuwa ametaja story ya four angels. Ndio wao sasa. Well, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think so. The river Euphrates, aya, the river Euphrates bado iko. Okay? It's in, yes, it's in Iraq, Iran, Uko. It's still, this is the river, the river Euphrates and Tigris were the two rivers in the Garden of Eden. Okay? So when the enemy fell, when the devil fell, he fell with the angels, and these ones were bound. Why? Around your area. No, 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 no. They are bound. You see, when they are bound, even if you walk around them, there is nothing they can. They are bound. That's what binding means. And you cannot see. This. So when you bind a spirit, there is nothing it can. It can't do anything. It's like a a, a pet. It can't do anything. It's powerless. Okay. But then now look at what they did. And the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of the number of the mountain troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000. I have their number. These are the four angels who will marshal the 200 million man army. Okay? They will inspire. Of course, I want to talk Malaika, no. But they will influence the formations. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they were not allowed to kill them. Just to, so they are still alive. Verse 17 The horses and riders, I saw in my vision, looked like this. Okay? Their breastplates were fiery, red, dark blue, and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, and smoke, and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouths. The power of the horses was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails were like snakes, having heads which they inflict injury. Now understand that this could be talking about a sophisticated kind of weapon. Okay, maybe a bioweapon that is throwing sulfur and fire, okay, against humanity. Like an atomic. Okay? So this could be John and Isaac wanna describe him. But is in those days I wanna manenokama atomic? Ama ama isos, whatever. Nuclear bombs. Nuclear bombs, But today is it possible to create kitukama? Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, John and Azita are plagues. Okay. John is saying they are plagues. But then, this is like war. So, verse 20 the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not do what? Repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshipping demons even after Kuanezo Vituzote and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk, 
nor did they repent of their murders, their magic acts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. They did not repent. <laughs> Imagine through all those trouble, and you're still not repenting. No, they know because they cast God. Okay? They cast God. They know they're supposed to repent. But then, instead of repenting, they're casting God. Which is almost nowadays. Why will God bring them to people that he Yes. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Bado. Bado, we have not gotten to the resurrection parts, Nanini. We are still in tribulation. Okay. So those are six. Trumpets. Seventh trumpet, Revelation 11, 15. Okay? Eh, don't follow, guys, Revelation It's not like the book of Acts. It's not chronological. Okay? It's different events happening at different times. Now, verse 15, the seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there was loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has come. Kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah. And he will reign forever and ever. 16, and the 24 elders who are seated on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your people who revere your name, both great and small, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Now, verse 19, Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and within his temple was seen the ark of his covenant, and there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and an earthquake, and, and a severe Severe hailstorm. Okay? The seventh seal will usher in what is known as the 1,000 year reign of Christ. Okay? It will happen here on earth. Yes. It will happen here on earth. 1,000 years, Christ will rule and reign. Okay? But I don't, I don't want to jump, jump. So that's another whole part here, Revelation. Pole, pole, tu. Tuna mos, mos. Hey, Sindio. No, no, no. What are you doing? You're doing it. 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 To see any ahead of ourselves, to know what tribulations. You <laughs> 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 mentioned the seventh seal because of it, itakuwa. Itakuwa part of the topic. Ata rapture, ata nini, like, so today the tribulations. <laughs> 13. 
chapter 13. Chapter 13. The dragon stood on what? The shore of the sea. So the dragon comes out. Chapter 13. So in a form of a person. No, again, this is symbolism. Understand the symbolism. The dragon is a devil. Okay? The sea are the people. Quite revelation. Okay? So the dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. Two things that we see there. There's a dragon who is the devil. They are the people. And out of the people, someone will rise and is referred to as a beast. Okay? So this beast, it had ten horns and seven heads with ten crowns on its horns. And on each had a blasphemous name. Now, what they say is that this um, uh, beast, there will be ten kingdoms or ten nations, okay, that will have seven rulers, according to what they interpret. And, well, I don't know whether it's super. Some say that this is the European Union, or Sweden, India, a lot of stuff. You know, is it one world order in Yenakam Sasa, okay, where we have maybe one king, number one leader of a wing, if All this is preparation for that beast, for that time. Okay? Verse 2, the beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear, and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. So, Shatani, the devil himself, gives this beast, who is the Antichrist, great power and authority to rule. Because the devil cannot rule, literally, he has to pick someone to rule on his behalf. Are we together? Okay? So, now, the dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. Verse 3. One of the heads of the beast seems to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled uh, with wonder and followed the beast. The Antichrist, someone will attempt to kill him. As I said, the Antichrist will probably be a Jew. Okay? It's the only way that the Israel people will follow him. And it's the only way that the world will actually stand in awe of him because of the peace he will bring in the Middle East. Then, when someone realizes that he is not actually the Christ, because the Jews will follow him, believing he is the Messiah. Are you together? Because according to the Jew, Jews, Jesus has not yet come. They are still waiting for him. The Messiah has not come. So they are still in Torah. So when he comes, he will come like the Messiah. He will come to deliver the Jewish state. Alright? He will come to fight for them. And many will believe him and follow him. When they do that, after a while, some will start realizing this guy is not the Antichrist. He's not the Christ. And so they will try to shoot him and kill him, but he will not die. He will survive, according to many interpretations. So, one of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. Verse 4, people worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast, and they also worshipped the beast and asked, who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? So this will be open demonic worship. It will no longer be hidden. 
And as you see now, in today's world, the Illuminati guys are no longer hiding their beliefs, true or false. Even the Freemasons, they're no longer doing things in secret. Okay? Because this is preparing that ground for the time when the dragon, the devil, will be worshipped publicly. That's why I said there will be Kidogo Christians. And Jesus said the love of many will grow cold. So there will be a decrease in terms of Christian numbers and all that. And then there will be an increase of wickedness. And this is now what you're talking about. Now, verse 5. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise its authorities, uh, its authority for 42 months. 42 months, uh, here is, they talk about, uh, I think, seven years, okay, or three and a half years. It opened its mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. It was given power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. Where are these God's holy people? On earth. They are not in heaven. Okay? That's why I tell you, tribulation will find believers on earth because of scriptures come here. Okay? He will wage war against God's holy people and he will have the power to conquer them. And it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all his na whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. Okay? This also is another indication that there will be people on earth whose names will be written in the book of life, in the Lamb's book of <coughs> life, but they will not worship the beast. All whose names are not written will bow to the beast. Now, question is, will they be knowing they are bowing to the Antichrist? Now, that's the question. Okay? Or will they just follow this wise man, this brilliant guy? Okay? Hi. So let's see. All inhabitants of the earth, that's verse 8, let me not repeat. Verse 9, whoever has ears, let them hear. If anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity they will go. If anyone is to be killed with a sword, with a sword they will be killed. This calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of God's people. Why are they being told to be patient and endure if they are not there? If they're in heaven, come on, rapture shall happen, what are you enduring? <laughs> you get it? So I am a post-tribulation believer. I believe rapture will happen after at the end of the tribulation. And I believe when that happens, it will mark the end of the tribulation. When Jesus comes for his people, it will be so shocking that even the Antichrist will be confused at that time. So the question is this. One question we have to ask ourselves, is your love for God growing cold? Right now. See, today, has your love for God grown cold? Are you, are we part, are we what Jesus is saying, the love of many will grow cold? In Matthew 24. Because <laughs> Jesus is also talking about uh, when the love of many grows cold, he's talking about even the elect, 
even those who are who think they are very uh, brilliant in terms of they're strong in their faith, if possible, they will also be deceived. That's how bad it will be. That's how bad it already is. That's why you see great people, great men of God, being misled so easily. How can this great man of God say something like that and mislead the whole people? Because the devil is very calculative. He knows if I allow this person to thrive, this preacher to thrive, and he has a following of 5,000 people, and I deceive him, how many people has he deceived? 5,000 people. It's easier mathematics. You save resources. <laughs> <laughs> And I save resources, deceive this one. Like what Jesus says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So I say there are people who are successful and the devil allowed them, has allowed them to be successful because there is a trap for them ahead. Sai. <laughs> there are people who think God is with them. But God is not with them. The devil is with them and is aiding them to be very successful. Pastors. And once they are at the peak, he will strike. And when that man falls, everyone will fall with him. Already there are people I know who, are so, who, are, who started so well, they were so brilliant. But now the things they are saying, I'm like, eh, uh-uh, that's not even biblical. Okay? Let's look at the, the third thing, verse 11. Then I saw a second beast. You know, most of the times we focus on the, that one beast. Okay? But there will be another beast. <laughs> the second one. Coming out of the earth, and it had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. In other words, it means it comes out and it looks nice. It looks calm, like a lamb. Okay? It's something when there's a little pet, but when it speaks, it speaks like the devil. Now, verse 12. It exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. And it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth in full view of the people. My friend, never be misled by miracles. Never. Never. The devil can perform serious miracles. <laughs> We're not going to write a motto from heaven. In full view of the people, motto from heaven. When he, say, when he does that, if someone today came and did that, Elijah, okay, calling fire from heaven. See story, inakuja. Namkitaka nirudia na yazarudi. Then, I can return it. Friend, people are misled by very simple. <laughs> and it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven and to the earth in full view of the people. Verse 14. Because of the signs it was given, uh, because of the, si- of, uh, of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was, who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The second beast was given power to give breath 
the image of the first beast, so that the image could do what? Speak. And cause all who refuse to worship the image to be killed. <laughs> it also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. So who is doing this work? Second beast. It's very important to allow you. We sit in Malawi already to go to Malawi in Nani? Antichrist. But the Antichrist himself, the beast, the first beast, will hand authority. Now, interpreters say that maybe the wound on his head will make him not be able to rule effectively. Okay? But then others say this is a mockery of the Trinity. So you have the dragon, the first beast, and the second beast. The second beast will be referred to as a prophet of the beast. Okay? So it's a code of three. They are mocking the Trinity. Are you together? People will not take this number willingly. It's also important to understand that. They will be forced. Okay? Yes. They will be forced. That's why I tell people, read the Bible. Before we skizam a pastor's nanini, where some are believe. Some are believe because there is a lot of things that even pastors don't also get when they read it. Yes, because this E666 is not just for anyone. It needs to open. So, but by this time, this other thing to understand, by the time this prophet of the beast is coming, the world will be so subdued to his power and the power of the beast such that there will be little resistance. Even when people are forced to take his number, there will be little resistance. And you see, great and small, it doesn't matter who you are. Whether you are a king or a pauper, you will be forced to take this number. Here, but you are forced. Okay? At COVID, there people are saying COVID, you're short, you're going to COVID, you're Hey, I know. You know, it, the, the number will not come as a response to a disease or a response to a world order. No, it will come directly as a way of worshipping the beast. Directly. It will come very clearly. So that's why when people say, oh, don't get Shindano because ni 666, I'm like, this is not how the number will come or whatever sign that they have. It will come as a direct, it will be directly interlinked with the worship of the beast. Because initially, when you some of verse 1, there will, there will be open worship of demonic forces. Okay? People will be worshipping demons 
openly. Right now, they have started in America. Okay, they have those open spaces where Satan, Church of Satan, whatever, they're doing it. And after, he, after they win the war about gain and Indy, the second thing they will bring in is now worship. And they will say everyone has a right to worship whatever they want publicly. Okay, so the first front, Ninini, let's create immorality in the world. So by the time we are bringing in the satanic worship, there is little opposition. Because everyone has been compromised morally. Even the bishops and the pastors who can oppose it are already compromised. Then now they bring in this, the right to worship. Anything you want. Okay. So that's now how they will bring it. And then this guy will rise and rise and rise and they will become so powerful and they will begin to force it on people. This thing here, new world order, new, new things like oneness, BRICS, G7s, what? One Nations, one leader, even how the UN was constituted, or Isopitusote, they are leading to this. Okay? Because there will be one leader over all other leaders. And this one leader will force the nations to do this. Questions? Yes. Uh, in the kingdom. <laughs> yes, Maggie. Sorry? What's question? Yes. can happen even in three days. Yeah. And then Christ comes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Revelation 16, 9 to 11. 16. Chapter 16, 9 to 11. <laughs> yeah. So these are the seven bowls of God's wrath. But most of the interpreters, we look at the trumpets and the bowls, and we see they represent similar events, similar things. Okay? So, Revelation 16, 9 to 11, Nasema. So, after all these bowls, you know, they have come, they have been poured. Let's read from verse 8. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun. And the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat and they cast the name of God who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. Alright? Now, verse 10 says, The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast. Okay? So that's to establish who is the beast. Throne. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into 
darkness. So people gnawed their tongues in agony and cast the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. Again, they refused to repent. Higher. Psalm verse 12. Let's keep reading to honor. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Who is now a beast to a pit? Billy. Verse 14. They are demonic spirits that perform signs and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Verse 15. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Okay. <laughs> 16. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. This is now one of the, the final battle. Okay? Verse 17. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, It is done. Verse 18. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. Okay? You remember the seventh trumpet? Okay? Higher. Then he says, No earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on earth. So tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon, the great, and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. Every island fled away, and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, <laughs> fell on people, and they cast God on account of the plague of hail, because the plague was so terrible. The end now. Mephikas us, okay? end of the whole thing, the tribulation, and nini, this is, when the angel poured, he's in Nizote, back at the kingdom of the Antichrist, the throne, kingdom yaki takua plunged into darkness. Hata elewa what's happening. <coughs> okay? Higher. The tribulation. Revelation 17. You near Babylon. Okay, so okay. So Babylon, Babylon the prostitute on the beast. Verse 17, chapter 17. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits by many waters. What did we talk about the waters? People. Okay? With her the kings, with her the kings of the earth 
committed adultery, and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the wine of her adulteries. Then the angel carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names and had seven heads and ten horns. Okay? How did you describe the beast in chapter 13? Same way. Right? Seven heads and ten horns. Verse 4. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and was glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand, filled with abominable themes and the filth of her adulteries. The name written on her forehead was a mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes, and the abominations of the earth. <laughs> so this, this woman, now there is a lot that can be said, and you can keep reading, because verse 6 says, I saw that woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. So this means persecution. Okay? She was filled with persecution. This is a demonic spirit, but again, it's a symbol. It's not a woman, literally, but it's a symbolic of what the Antichrist or the beast will come with. Okay? So when he comes to conquer, he will try to establish his throne in the likeness of Babylon. You remember Babylon and King Nebuchadnezzar? Okay? Gold and, and money and prostitution and all these things will be happening during the reign of this guy. Okay? Now, there's, you can read more. Okay, we can read and finish. Come on, God. When I saw her, uh, now I saw the woman, okay, now when I saw her, I was greatly astonished. Verse 7. Then the angel said to me, Why are you astonished? I will explain to you the mystery of the woman and of the beast she rides, which has the seven heads and ten horns. The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss and go to its destruction. So this beast existed before. <coughs> or the, whatever is represented by this beast was already existing. Some uh, people say that this is capitalism. It represents capitalism. I'm not sure about it, but there is that interpretation because of the death and, and the money and all that that capitalism has brought. But that's another whole topic. Now, he says, the inhabitants of the earth, oh, let's repeat verse 8, the beast which you saw once was now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss and go to its destruction. The inhabitants of the earth, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world, will be astonished when they see the beast, because it once was, now is not, and yet will come. Okay? It was historically, at the time of this revelation it wasn't existing, but it will come in the future. That's what he's saying. Alright? Verse 9. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven hills on which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen. This is representing kingdoms and empires. Five have already fallen. One is, as, as, as he says, the other has not yet come. But when he does, when he does come, he must remain for only a little while. 
the beast once was, and now is, now is not, is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and is going to his destruction. Okay? So how many empires? Eight empires. Eight kings. But one is short. Alright? So maybe to appear the book of Daniel so that we see all these empires and how they came. Let's finish. Verse 12. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. They have one purpose and will give their power and authority to the beast. They will wage war against the lamb, but the lamb will triumph over them because he is lord of lords and king of kings. And with him will be his called, chosen, and faithful followers. Then the angel said to me, The waters you see, the waters you saw, where the prostitute sits, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and languages. The beast of the ten horns you saw will hate the prostitute. Very interesting. Okay? The beast. This beast was who came riding. Together ridden by this woman. Eventually, this beast and the ten horns you saw will hate the prostitute. They will bring her to ruin and leave her naked. They will eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to accomplish his purpose by agreeing to hand over to the beast their royal authority until God's words are fulfilled. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. So the, yeah? Yes. Symbolism of what? Yeah. Symbolism of, at this particular time, who is ruling the cities of the earth? Yeah. Okay. Now get. So that's the interpretation. In our time, when we are reading this, America looks like it's the one. Okay? And the people will gather from the east. And there's a portion to some about Gog and Magog uh, when they are gathering for the war in the Armageddon, which represents Russia and China. Okay? And it is said they will make a pact. And they will destroy, of course, America, and they will also march against Jerusalem, Israel, the Jews. Okay? That is why when Hitler came, most people thought he was the Antichrist. But the truth is, the Antichrist, at the beginning, will not be against Jews. He will be for them. He will actually be defending them. Okay? Then he will turn against them. Okay? So these things are very interesting. Preachers, when you, reach, when you listen to preachers in America, they talk as if America will, be, will usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. But America will fall. America will fall. <laughs> yeah, at the US. So when you listen to preachers, American preachers, they really want to be part of, you know, this Nenis, but they will not. America will fall, and, and this is the, they don't want to hear this, but that's the truth, okay? 
they will fall. And when they fall, another will take their place. All right. And that's what I was telling, I don't know how to gonna discuss maybe maybe Trump, when he was president, maybe he was said to bring down America with this recklessness and so that the world can see, oh, these guys are not even serious. Because look at the guy who came after him. He's here. <laughs> Maybe America was supposed to be there for a short time. Because they, they, have, they haven't dominated the world for a long time compared with Great Britain, for example. And now Great Britain conquered the world and dominated their empire. Their empire really penetrated in every nation. Or the Roman Empire. Or the Greek Empire. Again, like, they haven't really been there for a while, for, for long. So maybe it's them who are there for a short time. Then another one comes. Okay, at this point. Now, if we last for, if these things don't happen for the next 300 years, okay, someone else may be standing here 300 years from now, reading this, and there'll be another superpower, and they'll be saying, it's China. Your time, you get? Amites, <laughs> it's Russia that time. <laughs> or Kenya that time. <laughs> <laughs> So someone is asking, uh, Tony is asking, what's your take on AI? And this is the same thing. Like the whole, the whole order is is coming to give us the easiness. Robots, no, robots will take over. But AI will assist in advancing his demonic powers, demonic worship, openness to a lot of things that are happening. You know, anyone can have access to anything now. If you want to join Illuminati, you don't have to hide. You don't have internet to join. Like, eh, you know, like Akuna. So that's the whole process, yeah? Internet, AI bringing in this new wisdom, new stuff, new things, and there's an Akuja side. Everything is laying, it's like we, there's a foundation that is being laid for these events to happen. Already there are those that are happening. And someone was saying that biblical prophecy has been fulfilled more times in the last 23 years than it was from the time of Jesus Christ. The last 23 years have fulfilled more biblical prophecy uh, than the last 2,000 years combined. Okay? So if we get to 2,100, well and good. Whether we get there, I do not know. If the world remains for another thousand years, fine. If it ends in the next day, tough time. But then there's a scripture. Like, where is it? It was chapter 7. So verse 11, all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They did what? They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen, 
praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then, verse 13, one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Okay? Very, very, very clear. They have not bought themselves with their own blood. Okay? This, this is a part I really wanted to read. They have come out of where? So, meaning, well, that time we looked at the colors. Now, John is saying, and he's asking, this angel, the, the elder asks him, these in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? Meaning, they were distinct. Okay? multitude. These particular ones, the ones who came out of the tribulation, were distinct, such that they were not like the others. They were not like us. When Then they were distinct. That's why the elder is asking, these ones with white robes. Now, everyone in heaven has white robes, right? But Kunawala was on a white white. Kunawala was on a white white. So these ones, these particular ones that the elder is asking about, have come out of the great tribulation. Now, what are When you are talking from the great tribulation, so then John says, "Oh, sir, you know, yeah, Jui, okay, that these are the ones who have made their robes white in the blood of the Lamb." Through their death, through them standing against Kenyaselifa and Asema, itakuwa ngumu. Those who overcome your time of tribulation will have a special place in heaven. Yes. Those ones specifically will be singled out. Again, sometimes you think, do I want to live till that time? <laughs> then I see there you are, I'm like, ah. <laughs> so look at what look at their reward therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple and he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence never again will they hunger meaning they hungered during tribulation okay Never again will they thirst, meaning they were thirsty during verse 16, Zaza. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, meaning they were beaten down by the sun, nor any scorching heat. Verse 17, for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What? <laughs> Are you sure I'm back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. This is a reward of those guys who will come out of the tribulation. 
This is not about all believers. Okay? But most people make that mistake. But it's not about, this is a response to the question that the elder has asked. And it is also a response to the answer that he has given. Okay? Specifically, for this particular one who come out of the great tribulation, this is their reward. So, not every one of us will be this way. Are we together? There's a reward for them. There's also a reward for the martyrs. And the martyrs will not be categorized together with these ones who have come out of the great tribulation. Okay? Why? They will be categorized higher. No, differently. Not higher, but differently. Because of Matthew chapter 24. Okay? The ones who go through the great tribulation will be given a better offer or a better place in heaven. That's why none of us wants to go through it. But the ones who are found there, and this, because, you see, being, being killed as a martyr, maybe in an Islamic country, is tough in itself, okay? But there's always an escape. You can run away from your country. And you come to Kenya, where there's freedom, or you go to America where there's freedom of worship. I get it. But during the time of the Great Tribulation, there'll be no escape. Wherever you go, you will, you will die. <laughs> you won't move from this country and say, well, let me go where there's peace. No. People will be rewarded for killing you, for handing you over as a Christian. People are rewarded. That's how bad it will be. So most people will give in. Most people will collapse. They will say, hey, I'm, I'm not a Christian. Hey, Mimi, uh, Mimi uh, let me worship in peace so that I live longer. All right, it's time to give. When we start, you see, the good thing in the Bible, when you start reading it, you don't feel like stopping. <laughs> you want to read and read and read and keep reading and reading and reading, you know? That's a good thing with it. So, to suppose, next week to Angalia more about this man, man of sin. Because Paul talks about the Antichrist, and he talks to, he says he's the man of sin. We'll also look, come out to the judgments of Revelation. How will God judge the devil? Okay? Yes. 520, 758 is our. Yeah? I thought he was judged. No. He will be judged. The judgment of the devil and the judgment of. of those two prophets, uh, the judgment of the devil, the beast, and the false prophet will happen. Then the judgment of the people whose names are not written in the book of life will also happen. Then the judgment of the believers will also happen. Okay? So next week, to Angalia more uh, about this man of sorrow. So not man of sorrow, sorry. Man of sin. Man of sin. Uh, then we look at Daniel Pierre, to find a comparison of Daniel, your abomination of desolation. Then we look at um, historically about Alexander the Great, the Greek Empire, and how all these things have been so far fulfilled. This is what have been fulfilled to, to today, to Sahizi. All right? 
Okay, so give your uh, um, offering 527.58 uh, according to how God has enabled you. So when you give, you help us to push away the darkness because man there's a lot of darkness. Was in high schools. Why? Imagine one day we'll all stand before the throne of God. All of us. <laughs> but we'll also look at, so we can do, I don't want to rush anything. So if you feel there's something you need me to repeat, you can repeat it. If you feel maybe there's some unique revelation that we need to look at again, can do, we can do that. Angels are gone? Or the trumpets and the bulls. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. if we go into every detail, but we can still do them again. The now remember, the trumpets come as a result of the seventh seal. There were, so first of all, there were seven churches, churches. then seven seals, seals, then seven trumpets, and seven bowls. Okay? The seven trumpets and the seven bowls are poured as a result of what? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Ask again. The seven bowls of wrath or the trumpets, they happen as a result of what? No. In response to what? The prayer of the saints. The prayer the prayers of the saints. Okay. It has, yes, that's when God, yes, your incense. Okay? They will respond to their response to the prayers of the saints. So we have, we have seen scripture during the time of tribulation. Okay? Christians, yeah? Nanya? Saints, you saints, believers of Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. Believers are referred to as saints. Catholic, saint Mdokshakufa. But in truth, in truth, the saints, biblically, are everyone who believes, whose names are written in the book of life. They are saints. So, that's why I, I, I can't see the argument, argument the church will be raptured before tribulation. Because if the church is raptured before tribulation, in a general sense, then the Antichrist can't even rule because the world at that time is in a panic mode. They are gone. Okay? So how then you know, do you bring in tribulation? And again, when you talk about salvation by grace, 
through faith, anyone whose name, anyone who has confessed Jesus Christ will not be left. Okay? When Christ comes, anyone who has confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in their hearts will go to heaven, will go with Christ. So wala watabaki, maybe ni wale walikuwa wanajua manano ya mungu, but they were not saved. Okay? And yet, when we say saved by grace through faith, it means you and I cannot save ourselves. Because salvation is a gift of God. So there is no way I can die in Ingiaga heaven because then I will boast. I'm not saying that again a scriptural teaching. I will boast that You know, so Alright, let us pray. Our Lord and our King, we thank you today for the wonderful teaching, the wonderful time that you've given us. Father, continue revealing these things to us, but also help us to stay awake and to be ready. We pray for your spirit upon us. The Lord, whatever your will is for us, may it be done. Because you are a great God and you are a mighty one. I pray today, even as we go back to our homes, you will protect us and keep us safe. And be with us in all things. In Jesus' name we pray and we believe. Amen. Amen.